Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and it's The Entrepreneurial You, the show for dedicated and passionate Caribbean entrepreneurs seeking daily inspiration, brought to you by author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur, Henneka Watkins-Porter. You must be prepared to ignite. Coming up on this episode of The Entrepreneurial You, 85% of our financial success is due to skills in human engineering and the ability to communicate, negotiate, and lead. So that means that all of our financial success, our majority of it, is through the nurturing aspect, not the nature aspect. Only 15% is due to technical ability, which is our innate in intellectual quotient. Hi, I'm Henneka watkins Portal, your inspirational leader and host of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Jamaica Stock Exchange. And now let's go to today's episode. My guest on episode 91 of the Entrepreneurial You podcast is the founder of Kingspire Communications, a growth mindset company based in South Florida. He is passionate about helping leaders and business owners achieve their desired goals. He has taught 21st century leadership skills to leaders and business owners and have consulted, coached, and mentored high-performance professionals and executives, authored an Amazon number one best-selling book, and is a contributing writer for platforms such as Huffington Post, Addicted to Success, Thrive Global, and The Good Men Project, just to name a few. He's produced and hosted a weekly podcast, My Biz From Home. I am delighted to welcome Kingsley Grant to the Entrepreneurial You podcast. Welcome, 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 Kingsley. Hanneke, thank you so very much for this opportunity. I am so impressed by what you're doing that I am privileged. I feel honored to be on your show this morning. So thank you for having me here. I'm so impressed by what you're doing as well. And I've had the opportunity to be on two of your shows. And yes. I, yes. And I love and appreciate that as well. So thank you. And I know that you're a Jamaican. So you're my fellow yes. Jamaican. Yay. <laughs> what is your favorite Jamaican memory? You know, I think for me is my my dad, you know, when he was alive and I was a little boy, we'd go down to a place in Black River. I wasn't from, I'm from St. Elizabeth. So we go to Black River and catch um, crabs at night and using flashlights and the, 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 the headlight from the vehicle to see, you know, and then of course I was scared of them. So I was like, you know, there's one, there's one, there's one. But then I would like, you go get it, you go get it, you know, but it was really fun because I, it was one of those things where, you know, I my I wish my kids had that experience growing up. They never did. So for me, was my favorite thing when my dad would just take us at night just to drive down to this the capital of, of Saint Elizabeth and hunt crabs. As you talk about crab, I can think of a of a Jamaican saying or, or or you know description that when persons are not supportive of you, then you describe them as being crabs in a barrel. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think this is a good segue. We're going to be talking about intelligent leadership, but let's talk about the crab in a barrel phenomenon as it relates to leadership. You know, I think one of those things I find and, you know, where it's, it's not just in leadership, but I find in even entrepreneurship, because what happened is you think about all these crabs in this barrel, in this bucket, and they're all trying to get out. And what happened is one begin to climb up. 
then the others are trying themselves to get up, but they're thinking the way to do that is to grab the legs or the claw of the other crab and pull their crab down because they want to get up as well. And the continual of that is eventually none of the crabs get out. One may, of course, um, be lucky enough. And so what I find even in leadership, when a person has climbed up the ladder and is really trying to push themselves forward. Others are aspiring, who are aspiring as well, maybe trying to, they themselves get ahead at the expense of someone else. And this phenomenon occurs so often, I see across the spectrum of leadership, entrepreneurship, you know, a business owner. It, it's really a continuous effort. The one that succeeds is the one who knows how to play the game very well. And I would say use emotional intelligence as their their success um, key to make it to the top and stay there. So let's perhaps look at uh, a paradigm shift, as it were. So whilst those other crabs are trying to pull down this person who is trying to get ahead, supposing we look at it from the angle of this person trying to get ahead, recognizing that these persons are also trying to pull him or her down, how do we shift that so that this person, rather than just ignoring what's happening, recognize what is happening, but also help to pull, switch the game, switch the paradigm and help to pull those as rough as it may be to pull those up in the process? That's a very good question because I think it doesn't have to be either or. I think it can be both. And so what happened is a person who was trying to make their way up because they are emotionally intelligent enough to recognize what's going on, to read the social cue that's been um, expressed by those who want to get ahead, he or he or her himself or herself will be able then to say, well, what can I do to get myself positioned? And once I do that, my job now is to help them become also good leaders. So I'm going to position myself, get my feet firmly planted. And once I have it firmly planted, then I can try to get you up where it's safer and won't risk the life of myself or the person who wants to come up. So I think that person using their emotional intelligence is able to detect, identify, and use it as a positioning or a leverage for a win-win strategy. So yes, we've dropped a uh, hint about the emotional leadership and you know, um, clearly it's coinage of a word, of two words rather. Right. Um, emotion, uh, emotional intelligence, right? Right. So you talk also about, and I think what you just said a while ago, it brings me to an analogy of the airline. So when you go on the airline, in, on the plane, they tell you that should you get into a situation, right? An unwanted situation where you have to be helping others. You need to be putting on your own mask first so that you are now in a position to help others. I suppose even in answering that question, that while others, while you're trying to to pull others up, it is also very important that you get to a place, I believe, that you're also able to realize that you can now be in a position to pull others up along with you. Yeah, and I think you, that's a great summary of what what it, um, I love the analogy because of the whole air um, the airline thing and about the, the the mask and all of that. Because I find that sometimes most not most some leaders who are themselves moving forward, 
they're so single focused and linear in their thinking. All they're seeing is how can I get myself there, realizing that it's the rising tide that raises all ships. So the more the tide can be built with others around, the higher they can go. So it's to their own advantage to make sure they utilize the others around them. And that's what good leadership does. And I, you know, I think, you know, in your leader cast things you've done, um, Henneke, you realize this as well. And the thing that they, they teach is that way is that we are always in the, in the, um, we are always making leaders of other people because the more we can help them to become leader minded, the more successful we can be as well in our own endeavors. Mm-hmm. Actually, right. So leadership is really not a title, but it really is about you inspiring others to come along with you on that journey. So um, just by way of a definition, because I'm sure, you know, we've alluded to it already based on our discussion so far. But what really is intelligent leadership? I'm glad you asked. Thank you for asking. Because as you mentioned earlier, it's coining the phrase, you know, immortelligent from the word emotional and intelligence. And immortelligent leadership is really the art of being able to succeed where others failed. And so what happened is you look across the spectrum of leadership and in almost almost many other spaces or enterprises where there's failures, you know, and I think this in in any relational kind of context where there's failure, one of those things that really strikes me is the person who may have set up the failure context because he or she was not... um, emotionally intelligent to number one, identify what's going on within them, right? So what is happening within me? What are the emotional hijacks that are taking place where I am acting out, reacting, not managing my emotion and so my behavior is, 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 is destructive. And so I lead to ostracize, you know, people. I push myself to a place where no one wants to be around me. And so when I look around, that nobody's following me. Why? I was unable to control and manage myself. So immortelligence is simply the art of succeeding in this context where others would normally fail. So you see, whereas failure is just just that for some persons, it really is an opportunity for the leader who is immortelligent. Yeah. And, and you know, Henneke, I find if you think about it, you know, any you look at any relationship context, marriage, the workplace, um, you know, anywhere there's relationship. One or one person somewhere who is maybe identified as the leader is being looked to and they have a strong position and they set the tone and they have great influence. And so what happened is they don't realize that their tone, their their the mood they're in the kind of emotional um, vibe they're setting really transcends where the whole system, the whole family structure, the whole workplace is affected by that. Have you ever been to a, you know, the, the boss walks and he, he or she is very mad or upset about something and everybody's, everybody go, oh, watch it. He's, 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 man, he's mad. And the whole office changes once that person walks in with that mood. And now... They have to clamor to figure out what do we do? Do we get close to him or her or do we stay our stay our distance? And it affects productivity. It affects the whole, um, you know, the, the whole culture within the organization. So then the next question I have is what is really the impact on the bottom line and why should we really care? 
Yeah, okay, you know what? Um, Gallup did a, a um, longitudinal study and showed that 87% of people, right? So 64% plus 23, 87% of people are disengaged or actively disengaged from their work. So they show up to work and they leave their best selves outside the door because they feel like, why should I give my best self to a place where this leader doesn't acknowledge me, doesn't even know that I'm there, doesn't even want to know about me? So what happened is productivity goes down. And if productivity goes down, so does your profit. So the organization is only getting a mediocre kind of um, uh, effort from their people. That can be transformed if that leader is able then to shift and say, what can I do to connect and raise the level of um, connection with my people, in its that by itself will create will re um, increase productivity because it's shown that ninety percent of high performers are those who are in touch with their emotions and how they get in touch with that is when the leader sets that tone, sets that mood, and create that culture. We're gonna take a break, and when we come back, we're gonna look at the nature versus nurture. Um, effect of intelligent leadership is it nurtured or is it um an innate thing and this review that i'm about to read comes from devroid davis he's founder caribbean value investor corporation he says some people go on and on about how they're going to help you to and you fill in the blanks. Not any Kowalki supporter on the Entrepreneurial You podcast. Every 30-minute episode is jam-packed with practical, valuable advice. Bet you will be listening to each episode more than once. Thank you, Devroid Davis. And he is from Jamaica. And of course, if you write me a review, I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email and let me know because unless I go to the Apple store for each individual country, I won't know that you have left me a review. So I'd love to hear from you. Thank you again, Devroid Davis. We needed to raise capital, but our experience with local financial institutions was that they were cautious and slow to act, and interest rates were far too high. We had real concerns about financing our business through outside equity investors and the possibility of interference. Could we get a fair valuation for our business? We had our own ideas about the business and its value. Should I go the traditional route of bank financing or should I try the Jamaica Stock Exchange? So we made a call and experienced transformation of our business through conversations. I'm John Mafood, CEO of Jamaican Teas, and we're listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Give us a call today at 876-967-3271 to begin your transformation through conversation. We want to see your company listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Welcome back. Welcome back. And of course, I've been talking with Kingsley Grant. He's a founder of Kingspire Communications, and he's my special guest today. And we're having a conversation about intelligent leadership. Interesting conversations we uh, conversation we had uh, before we went to the break. And now we're going to go into a very important uh, point there. You gave us those statistics about how disengaged uh, team members are from companies and so on. And so it leads me to the question, 
Is intelligent leadership taught or nurtured? You know, that's a very good question because what happened is we we hear many times, you know, on, and really emphasis, especially from Jamaica. I know for me, we know the emphasis is on your education and really striving to be the best you can be, which is fine, which is wonderful. And we are taught to learn the three R's, right? Reading, writing, and arithmetic, so to speak. <laughs> the emphasis is not on emotional. And and so when people hear this, they kind of think, oh, am I you know, advocating for it to become emotional. No, no, it's, it's the intelligence piece because we we talk about IQ, right? Our intellectual quotient. So people are thinking, I want to become the best in this area, which is fine. However, we cannot grow our intellectual quotient. It's what we have at age five, at 15 and 50. And I'm sorry to say, it's not going to become any higher than what it is at those levels. However, that's the innate, that's the nature part. The nurture part is where emotional intelligence or emotional caution comes into play. This is flexible, malleable, is where my brain is, the plasticity of my brain can learn to adapt to learn new skills. You know, how can I re- relate to my coworker, to my, my boss, to my, you know, those who are looking up to me for leadership? The better I can become at that, the better it will be for everyone involved. You know, I example, for example, the Carnegie Institute technology says this, 85% of our financial success is due to skills in human engineering and the ability to communicate, negotiate, and lead. So that means that all of our financial success, our majority of it is through the nurturing aspect, not the nature aspect. Only 15% is due to technical ability, which is our innate in intellectual quotient. So we have studies that show that is not so much our IQ, but more so our EQ, which is a nurturing part. It's learnable, and anyone can grow that to become better in their leadership roles. It's good that yes, you mentioned that. I remember seeing a quote somewhere that says, IQ gets you hired, but EQ gets you promoted or gets you um, allows you to keep the job. Something of that um, nature. You know, I, I'm glad you mentioned it because I had a, I did a leadership retreat recently and I did a you know, whole day um, training um, for these leaders. And one of the things I mentioned was that very same thing. And I really um, laid out the fact that, you know, IQ gets you in the door. EQ keeps you inside. It keeps you inside. IQ gets you into the relationship. EQ keeps you within the relationship. IQ is what gets you in. EQ, so you can really build on that. And it's not just something that sounds nice. There are studies that show that, as a matter of fact, you know, Talent Smart, which is a company that has um, surveyed over a million leaders and others, and have shown that of all the different skill sets that is used in the workplace, 58% of, of what we use and keep people successful has to do with emotional intelligence. Interesting, interesting. And where do you see an overlap, if any, or um, between management and leadership? And how would, in your own interaction as a leader, uh, leading people, leading teams, leading conferences, retreats, retreats, etc., what's the difference between leadership and management, and what what is the overlap really? 
Well, you see, I mean, people who are, you know, just yesterday I had a conversation with someone and they're talking about a particular person. And I said, you know, this person is more a manager than a leader. See, managers are, are, are really just there to manage uh, and keep things the status quo. Leaders are always trying to take people to the next level. It's, it's a visionary. It's in how can we move our, from where we are today to another place tomorrow? And they're, they're seeing things that others are not. However, the, the, the problem is some some leaders, they're unable to articulate well what it is they're seeing in a way where people can hear it and feel it. So they can hear it, you know, intellectually, but they don't feel it. And people say, you know, I'm not I'm just not feeling that. I just, I'm just not with that because they don't feel that. And until you're able to communicate in a way and leaders, some leader, leaders fail in this regard, fail to tap into the emotional part of those that they're trying to lead. They're, they're trying to push things through in a practical, um, you know, technical way, which is okay, but you're not going to get people to do things if their emotions is not involved. You think about you buying clothes or, you know, even your brand, part to a brand you have. There's something about what you do, Henneke, that captures a person's emotion. We buy things through our emotions. We do things through our emotions and then we justify it intellectually. Uh, you're absolutely right. And if I must confess, because my, my peak performers know how authentic I, I am. And, you know, that is for me an era of that I've struggled with, you know, the emotional part of it. I am a practical, um, get things done kind of a person. And I mean, I can relate to everything that you're saying. And over time, I recognize and, you know, we all works in progress. Yeah. And right. over time, I, <laughs> over time, I recognize that is really where my weakness is in terms of being really in touch with the emotional aspect of being a leader and, and that's something I've been working on. And even as I get more in, in touch with my own emotions and get in touch with who I am as a person developing, I recognize that, you know what, I'm also growing in that era because it's an era that I, I did fall woefully short in. I'm like, this needs to be done. I need to do that. I don't care about how you feel. <laughs> like, yeah, but you know what? You are so right. And that is why we touch on these aspects because um, people, I mean, if I'm struggling with it, others are struggling with it too, right? So, yes. <laughs> and, yes. we, and, and we, and we, deal with it, recognize it and deal with it. So, I mean, Henneke, um, you're, you're touched on a very important thing because only based upon, again, these, these longitudinal studies, 33%, are, you know, as universally done, 33% of people really are truly are able to even identify and say, I have an intelligence in my emotions. So really a majority of people, like 67% or thereabouts are unable. So you, you know, you're not the only one. A lot of people are. And I think what happened is that the, the good news, the good news is it's something that's learnable. It's, it's a nurturing. It can become better at it. So, you know, I think, you know, having recognized that is a very first step because the number one part is a four quadrant part. The first thing is self-awareness, which you have just demonstrated. You have an awareness of what it is you're, you could be doing better. And then you're not beginning to work those other parts out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now I'm going to ask, we're wrapping up right about now, Kingsley, such an interesting conversation and, you know, of late and at, at first, you know, I didn't consider myself as a leader. Perhaps I had a wrong definition yeah. of who a leader is. 
when I do things like a leader cast um, event, for example, you, you know, you get the feeling, oh, yeah, I have to be, or if you don't know, you have to be this quote unquote amazing leader, well recognized mm-hmm. leader, right? But mm-hmm. then what is leadership? We're all learning. We're all on this leadership journey. Um, and the first stage in leadership is really to lead ourselves individually. And yes. as we lead ourselves and become self-aware and know where it is that we fall short and we begin to actively, intentionally work on those areas that we can actually lead other people and people can be become inspired by us so that one day we will become one of those leaders who are recognized, but not, not, and, and that's not the, the important thing. The important thing is that as we lead, we, we are taking persons along with us. And I'm glad that you did mention that Kingsley and that yes. came out in our discussion. So I'm going to ask you at this moment uh, to share with us your final thoughts, uh, your closing thoughts. I know you also have um, a giveaway, as you've mentioned before we came on um, live, you have a giveaway for our community. So I'm going to ask you to mention that close off and also share your contact details. A lot I've asked you to do in, in, in. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's right. I, I will. I, I will want to begin just by giving two tips to the listener as you're listening today. Say, how can I build my emotional quotient and become more emotionally intelligent? I will simply say is this. Be an active listener. Step back. Look at things objectively. If you can really take uh, take yourself away from what's happening and listen with your eyes and your ears is a good, very good step in the right direction. And the second tip is practice deep breathing. So do not be reactionary, be in a response mode. So relax your body to have a clear mind. So if you can learn how to control your breathing, because most times when people get over active or overactive, their breathing speeds up and that causes them to lose themselves in an emotional setting. So that's two quick tips right there. Now you can find out more about what I'm have talked about here at kingsleygrant.com, K-I-N-G-S-L-E-Y-G-R-A-N-T.com, where I, you know, you can contact me and see, I have some videos there on where I give talks on this matter. And if you need some more information, especially if you have a, a business or a leadership training or retreat and would like for me to come in and do this presentation half day, full day, I'll do that as well. And I have for you as a listeners, because I, you know, having done the you know, I love the fact that because you're focused on entrepreneurial um, things, uh, Henneke, I decided, well, I have a, an ebook which I want to make available to your audience is seven steps to turn your passion and skills into doing what you've always wanted to do. And I'll make it available um, to the listening audience. I'll send them a PDF on that so they can have those seven steps um, in their hand. Absolutely, absolutely amazing. And you're on social media as well. Give us your social media. Oh, handles. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and I, you make it very simple. So at Kingsley Grant. So at Kingsley Grant, you can find me on all social media platforms Just at Kingsley Grant. Amazing. Thank you so much, Kingsley Grant. You, We have been talking about emotional leadership. And what better person to share that with us than the one and only Kingsley Grant. So thank you so much. I really look forward to seeing your post, seeing what you're up to next, you know, especially on Instagram and the amazing things that you're doing. So thank you so much for spending time with us today. Henneke, thank you. It's a great privilege and it's an honor to, to be on the show with you because you're doing amazing things. Keep up the great work and your audience really are blessed to have you uh, as a host uh, of this show. Thank you so much for what you do. And I'm happy to let you know that this episode of the Entrepreneurial You podcast is recorded 
at Rondell Village right here in Negril, Jamaica. And they have a message for you. Listen up. Looking for a little excitement or just somewhere to relax in a soothing environment? Search no more. Rondell Village is just the place for you. Fascinating beachfront retreat located on Jamaica's romantic west coast in the grill. Luxury spa with massage room and wedding amenities, great customer service, and delicious food. Visit us at Norman Manley Boulevard or email us at info at rondelvillage.com. Make your reservations now. Dial 876-957-4413. Rondell Village, get that relaxation that you've been searching for. Do you have a product or service to put out to the world, but you don't know where to begin? Do you have an idea for a blog, but think that having a website is just way too expensive? Do you want to start a website, but don't know where to begin? If you answered yes to any of these questions, visit HennekeWatkinsPorter.com and sign up to HostGator Web Hosting. For as little as $2.75 per month, you can have the perfect option for your small site or blog. You'll have user-friendly building tools and unlimited domains. Go to HennekeWatkinsPorter.com and sign up now for your perfect websites. We have come to the end of another great episode of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. Remember to subscribe in Apple Podcasts and download all the episodes that you would have missed if you have not already subscribed and downloaded the episodes and play them to the end as well because good stuff is always at the end too. So do that as well as go and leave a rate and review right now. I'd appreciate that. It helps a lot because I put a lot of effort into creating this free content and it does help when I know that it is of significant value to you. So show your love by going to Apple Podcasts and just leave a rate and review. And when you leave that review, do send me an email at hennikawatkisporter at gmail.com because I'd love to be able to read them in an upcoming episode. And if I'm not notified, I won't know it's there because unless you go into all the different stores in Apple, there is no way that I can actually know that a review was left or a current review was left. So it's important that when you leave your review, you send me an email, let me know about it so I can go look for it and read it live on an episode of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Henneke Watkins Porto. Remember, you were born to win, but to be a winner, you must plan to win, prepare to win, and expect to win. What good? <laughs>